the product itself doesn't add any value. But when you mix our product and our marketing campaigns with our customer, at the end of the day, we are creating a better version of our customer because we are enhancing the customer with our product and with our marketing campaigns. So we always need to see marketing and what we are offering to our customers in a superpower mode. So at the end of the day, the goal is to create a better customer, not just to sell your product. Here, everyone, and thanks for listening to the One to One Consumer Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Alvaro Castaneda, head of CRM and customer service at FreePick Company. Thanks for chatting with me today. Hi, Max. Looking forward for the chat. Sounds good. Before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about more about yourself, your background, and how you ended up in your current role? So, I'm a business administration degree. I started my career, I think it was uh, already 12 years ago. I started my career in United Kingdom, in Liverpool. I did an internship over there. I was very, very looking forward to start a career in marketing, but uh, I really didn't know if I was 100% focused in marketing because I also wanted to do some statistics. I liked numbers. So I started my career in a company focusing CRM in the loyalty department. And since I started my career over there, It was like a, a game changer when I was introduced to CRM because for me, it was like a perfect mix. It had the creativity to be able to create marketing campaigns, but at the same time, I was able to measure the success of the campaigns. I was able to create segmentations to analyze customer data. So for me, it was like the perfect mix. So thanks to this internship that I did in a small company in Liverpool, I started my, my career, then uh, I found a job in London. It was uh, within the iGaming industry. This company was uh, Gamesys. They were looking for a person to focus within the Spanish market because they were going to launch an operation in, in Spain. And they were looking for someone to take care about the entire customer uh, loyalty, the life cycle and, and so on. So for me, that was like the perfect role for me. I had the... Spanish knowledge about the market. I already had my six months experience back in the in the intern company. And that's how I started my, my real professional career. I spent six years working in London. So I was like the head of the CRM operation at the end of the six years in, in Gamesys, focusing on the Spanish market. And for me, that was like a, an amazing experience because the iGaming industry, it's uh, the perfect industry for customer loyalty and, and CRM. It has so many different opportunities that you can develop when working with CRM strategies. You have a lot of uh, bonuses, tools, promotions, many different segments. Customers are very loyal. So for a CRM position, it's like the, a dream. After this experience in London, I moved to Madrid. I was also the head of the CRM department for uh, another iGaming company. After that, I found the opportunity to come back to Malaga, my hometown, working at Freepik. For me, it was like the perfect job because Freepik is like a, a unicorn here in Malaga. It's crazy how from an, such a small city, a uh, very talented and a fast-growing company arised at Freepik. At the moment, we have more than 40 million customers every single month registered. So from a CRM point of view, 
is very easy and at the same time it's very difficult because we have millions of customers which could be quite simple to monetize but due to our business model which is we have the premium model but mainly it's premium there is a lot of potential to develop so many different crm strategies so yeah that's been that's been me till till now Amazing journey, you know, from Spain to the UK and back to Spain and now in Malaga, which is becoming a tech hub, which I didn't know. Very cool. But you said Freepik has millions of customers and you're saying that that's great because that's a lot of potential to drive revenue from CRM. But you're also saying it's difficult. What makes the, especially the premium part difficult? So the way we see Freepik as a company, our value What we want to do with our customers is to help our customers to create great design faster. So that's like uh, our mission. And in order to help our customers to create great design faster, what we can do is to help them with a lot of free resources. So in Freepik, we have millions of assets that a customer can use free. In fact, you don't even have to register if you want to download one single resources or two resources. But then while you start using our product, you want to get better tools or if you want to get more sophisticated resources, we have the premium subscription. But of course, this premium subscription, it's only for those people that they do find Freepik useful for a daily routine. So those are the customers that we target to create segmentations and to become like a proper loyal customer. We have a lot of customers that they will go to Freepik, they will download a resource and they won't come back because that was a unique need that they had. And for us, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. But we will target those that we see that they have potential to keep coming back and we will build the strategy based on, on those customers. So yeah, we have millions of customers, but the ones that we target and the ones that we put all the effort are the ones that we see that they have potential to become a premium customer. When does a customer become for you a customer? Because I can imagine you have a, a marketing team, maybe, or performance marketing team, whoever that is. They are driving traffic and leads probably to the site. Mm -hmm. And when do I become a free big customer and you are taking over and you're responsible for converting me? So from the CRM point of view, you are becoming a customer when you register. So when you are giving okay. your email, that's for us when you become a customer. Then once you become a customer from our CRM point of view, we'll try to get you engaged with our platform. It doesn't make any sense if I start sending you premium content or premium benefits, if you are not using the, the premium model, it, it would be a waste of time and money for us. So what we try is first, we try to target you with our premium content. We try to engage you. So you start using our free resources, you will start downloading, testing the product. We, I think it was like six months ago, we launched an editor. So now you can edit as well the resource in, in Freepik. You don't have to download it and go to Photoshop. So the first step that we follow in CRM, it's okay. You are here in Freepik, welcome to Freepik. And we're going to try to teach you how to use the platform. How, uh, the way you can download, the way you can use our filters to better search what we're looking for the way you can use our editor, or even the way you can start using our artificial intelligence tools. Now you are able to also generate images using AI. So that would be the, the best onboarding that we can do to try to make you understand the way that the platform can improve the way you work 
from a graphic designer point of view, from a student, a professor, a marketeer. And once you start using our platform, you start getting the value out of it, then we will try to promote our premium content, our premium features, and so on. But it's very difficult to try to present the premium benefits if you're not even using the, um, the freemium stuff that we have. So if uh, you can download 10 resources free per day and you are not downloading it, we're not going to make an effort to sell you the premium product. We will start personalizing content for you. We will start teaching you how to use the platform, how to download our best assets. And once you start downloading, we will start then pushing for the, for the premium model. And that's, that's a, it's the really, you, you mentioned the word basically onboarding, right? So it's more or less an onboarding where the educational part is the, the most yeah. important one before even the rest comes out that. Do you personalize already the onboarding based on segments and so on, or you keep that for later? No, I mean, since the, the minute that you register at FreePeak, we start personalizing the, the journey. So when you register, first you're going to be asked, what did you want to use FreePeak for? So are you a student? Are you a graphic designer? Are you a web developer? Also from that point, we're getting data about the, where are you located, the first click that you do in the, in the website or the first free resource that you download. And from that, we're going to start personalizing the, the journey. So for example, if uh, you're a customer that you register, you click in a specific resource, but you didn't finish the, the download. We're going to start the onboarding by presenting recommended content based on the on what you clicked before, or probably based on your local area. If there is any specific celebration or event in the States or India, Brazil, which is our, our main countries. So yeah, for us, the data, it's a key element in, in our CRM strategy. We have developed many different API calls. So you, we can start personalizing content based on individuals not in, in segments. So yeah, we try to personalize as much as possible the experience in, in our platform. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Do you mind sharing how you do this from the uh, millions of, of users and how you do that from a data and tooling perspective? I mean, is it everything goes into uh, segment and Salesforce, it goes to data lake, goes back and then from primary channel is, is email for communication or do you other, other stuff? What do you think is the really up-to-date tech stack when it comes to that? So before we start using any CRM tool, the first step is to really align the data that we have in, in our backend. So our data team start getting all the data and doing like a initial segmentation based on different profilings. Once we get this basic segmentation, we then move the, the data back to, to Salesforce, which is the, the CRM platform that we currently use. Then in Salesforce, we have developed different API calls to our platform. So based on the API that we developed, we can recommend personalized content for individuals. So for example, if you clicked on the 1235 ID resource, we will be able to personalize recommended content based on the specific click that you that you did. Based on that, every single email that we build is uh, dynamic. We build all the emails with uh, personalized language, personalized content blocks. So for example, if you are in onboarding, let's say, we want to introduce features that you haven't used. In our CRM, we know that, for example, 
you have used a search engine, so you have done uh, a search, but you haven't used any filter. Mm -hmm. Filter is very important because it's the, the way that we that you can find the perfect asset. If you do a, a generic search, it's going to be more difficult that you find what you're looking for, even though in the last couple of months, uh, we have launched an AI-powered search, so now it's really better to, to find resources. But filters are very important for us. In the morning, we will start introducing the way we can or you can start using filters. If you have done already, if you have already used filters, as it's going to be everything dynamic, you won't see the the way to use filters. You probably will see the way to save assets or to create collections and so on. So the way we built it, it's an um, entire dynamic email that is going to be personalizing the the language. You're going to be personalizing the contents that you are going to see. And it's going to be personalizing the image as well. So based on the resources that you have downloaded or the resources that you have uh, clicked. Mm -hmm. Is the data team you mentioned also reporting to you? Or is uh, it a different team? No, the data team is reporting to data. But the way that we are building the teams at Freepik is based on, we call it MDTs. So uh, mission. What is that? It's <laughs> our mission-driven teams. Uh, okay. For example, we have the mission of retaining customers. Even though we are the CRM team or the retention team, we are able to build mission-driven teams with professionals from other teams with a unique goal. And the goal is the retention. So the team will have a, a data person, a technical person, product designer, and our mission is to increase the retention of the customer. Even though we are different departments, we have one mission and we have 100% uh, dedicated resources in city gold. And that's something that we implemented one year ago is uh, actually working really, really good. I think the way that companies used to work in different departments, which they don't talk to each other, it's something that is going to be evolving and, and changing. At the end of the day, the company needs to have different goals. One probably is uh, acquisition, the other one is retention conversion, monetization, and so on. And uh, the teams need to talk to each other, become like a multidisciplinary teams. That's the way yeah. we have organized we have organized the, the company. It's a very good idea to go for mission-driven teams because I think retention and also CRM, I mean, for especially for you, I think that that's one of the big revenue drivers when everybody, I put my email address down and already becoming, becoming a customer and you're or the CRM team and the mission-driven team is probably responsible for the majority of, of the revenue and of a, of a unicorn company, which is quite a big responsibility, I can imagine. Also being working with the customer service department gives you mm -hmm. the capability of centralizing every single talk that we have with the customer. So the proactive talk would be the CRM team. We are in charge of being your best friend, trying to advise you in the way through the platform. And then at the same time, we have the customer service team that's going to be here to support you. So you, whenever the CRM team didn't really explain you how to use something correctly, you will have the customer service team that's going to be there for, for you. So it's like being in charge of CRM and customer service helps me to really understand the 360, the, the customer behavior. Interesting, interesting, yeah. What do you see as a biggest challenge for, for you and your team? As you know, it's uh, e-commerce and marketing in general. It's a fast changing environment. 
And if we talk about the last year with uh, AI, it's even faster the, the way we are thinking. So in the in the future, where I see the, the main challenges, I would say it's AI for sure. It's something that we are going to need to adapt ourselves and use it as an additional tool. I don't think we need to focus 100% on AI, but we need to use it as a, an enhancement, something that is going to give us the power to build better things, personalize better, to be faster. But we cannot focus 100% on leaving everything to the AI, otherwise everyone's going to be sounding the, the same. But something very important as well for me, it's uh, data privacy. We can see that uh, in the last couple of years with uh, GDPR here in Europe, or even with uh, Apple changing the, their policies and so on, data privacy is going to be very important in order to target customers. I think customers now are more aware about data and everyone wants to keep their data safe. So it's very important to personalize the experience of the customer, but taking into account that we need to respect the, the privacy. And of course, something very important for me is to be relevant. You can personalize whatever you want, but you need to be relevant. Personalize the experience just by, by the sake of it. I don't think it makes any, any sense. You need to personalize in order to make the customer journey easier or to really help the, the customer. Otherwise, personalizing just because of it doesn't really add any value. Mm -hmm. Personalization and or versus relevancy, how do you see the both? Because on the one hand, if you personalize a message more and more, it should become more relevant, but not necessarily. How do you ensure relevancy? That's a very good question. So for us, relevancy is the same as our mission. What we want is to help our customer to create great design faster. So every time that we launch a new product or every time that we send a message or every time that we prepare a campaign, what we think is, is this campaign or is this message helping our customers to create great design faster? If the answer is yes, then probably the message is going to be relevant because it's really helping our customers to achieve the, the goal. If the answer is no, probably then we need to think uh, another strategy. But that's, like our, that. that's our mission for every single decision that we take. We always have that on, on mind. That makes a ton of sense. So you are first principle driven. So you have a first principle as a company or the mission statement, and then you tie it always back to that and saying, is that that's basically a good test. I can totally imagine your team sitting around and asking the question is, <laughs> is this helping our customers to create better designs faster? Um, it's something that um, every time that, for example, our product team, it's thinking about launching a, a new feature, our CPO, Martin, he always asks the same question. Is this going to help our customers to create great design faster? And then based on the answer, we move on or we try another thing. But yeah, and you always have to drill a little deeper because the superficial answer might be yes, because X, Y, Z, but often you can ask a follow up question. Is it really right doing that? And then I think then often the answer becomes a little bit more, it becomes different as changing or becomes nuances into that. If you think a little bit about the future, you already mentioned a little bit AI and the impact that it might have or will have on CRM. What else excites you about the future of 
retention and CRM marketing? Well, a part of the AI for me, also the different channels that we're going to be able to use for marketing. Years ago, the only channels were email, SMS, phone calls at some point. But now, or even for, for FreePick, our main marketing channel, it's uh, our web, our web itself. So the website is the place where our customers spend the, the time and it's the perfect communication channel for, for us. So for me, the way that we can personalize our website, so every single customer has a personalized experience, it's uh, the key for, for our future. Email, of course, is going to be always a, a good channel, but it's a channel that every single company is using. And of course, we need to try to make a difference and to be relevant and stay on top of mind and custom, uh, with our customers. But the way that we are going to be able to personalize the web, so when the customers enter FreePix, everything is uh, personalized for him and the experience is uh, as fast as possible, is going to be uh, for us the, the most important the most important thing. Even when we talk about AI, and AI is something that is going to be very important in, in the way we're going to personalize the, the web, because uh, it's the tool that is going to help us to really go customer by customer, uh, yeah. instead of uh, segment by segment. But I see that the, the future is going to be on that direction. 100% agree. That's, I, I, because, yeah, I know this podcast name is the one-to-one, -one, right? <laughs> and I agree. I think that's probably the biggest shift we're going to see also do powered by AI that we move from segments to to individual people, not just every segment. I don't know, student in Malaga, um, they all have the same experience. No, it depends on who you are and you will have a slightly slightly different experience and different needs probably, which are catered to, which I think is very, very exciting for teams, but also probably a huge challenge to implement. For us, I mean, we don't work in a specific local market. So it's very different, a customer that we have in Brazil, a customer that we have in the States, or a customer that we have in Malaga. So yeah. if we go segment by segment, it's going to be impossible to personalize the experience for every single segment. So we really need to go by customer by customer and use all the single tools that we have, AI, personalization, or own data, create the perfect mix. So we can really go customer by customer. Yeah, I mean, I think going by market is a very fair assumption to say probably people in Brazil have slightly or somehow similar patterns, but is it true anymore, right? So we have, we talked about this before, we have remote workers, right? Which are all over the world now, which have, might have, so maybe a, a lot of Brazilian people are in the US or are in Malaga or vice versa and so on. So I think we see, going to see a lot of different interesting insights once we start to unpack the different segments, which you probably already do due to the prioritization of the different signals you, you have. But I think if you go one-to-one, -one, then that becomes probably the most interesting part. Yeah, it's the most difficult, but the most yeah. interesting. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, you are already, uh, you're leading the CRM team, the customer service side at a unicorn. So what are your top three pieces of advice for other marketers and who would probably are at the beginning of their career? Or what do you wish to know at the beginning of, of your career when you, when you started? Well, I mean, if I see myself 12 years ago, I was totally lost. I didn't know 
I knew I liked marketing, but I didn't know the way uh, I wanted to start my career. So the piece of advice that I would give to anyone, it's first, something that I usually say, it's start your own business. For example, you can start doing a, a blog or a podcast, let's say. That's something that is very easy to do now. Before uh, it was impossible because we didn't have that tool. But now every, everyone is able to create a blog or create a, a podcast. And once you create that, you can start by testing how to promote your podcast or to promote your blog by trying SEO or by uh, getting a list of emails that you can start sending messages to. So that's something that usually I recommend to, to everyone to try to establish your own mini business, let's say. Uh, with that, you will understand how marketing works because you will have the 360 vision of how to acquire customers, how to retain them and how to make them loyal in a very small scale. But once you start that, you will realize what's your favorite part of marketing. Maybe you will understand that you love to see how to acquire customers, or maybe you will find the focus on retaining them. And once you realize where your preference is, then you have to go for it and start investing a lot of time reading books. For example, for me, a book that I usually follow for CRM, it's uh, a book from, I think it's Romney Jones. Uh, Product-led onboarding is the name of the book. And mm -hmm. it's a book that I usually recommend to everyone to stop reading because even though it's focused on onboarding, it gives you like a, a very global view of uh, how to retain customers and how to build a CRM strategy. And then once you decide if you want to focus on CRM or if you want to focus on acquisition and so on, then you have to start from scratch. For me, I knew in Malaga, 12 years ago, it was impossible to find an online job for, for CRM. So I moved myself, I, I went to UK and I looked for the role that I wanted. Then uh, I started from there, but we are in a global society where if you want to focus on a specific job or a specific career, uh, you are free to move wherever you want. So that's something that I usually always recommend. Don't uh, be in your house waiting the phone to ring. Just uh, start moving, making calls, um, investigating, and then probably you will find the, the perfect job for, for you. That's very, very good advice. I mean, I, I like that a lot because, you know, starting to your own business takes so, so much. And it's a big experience compared to when you go into a niche, you know, you're starting from general and then decide on which niche to go for. And I like that approach a lot. We can also put the book into the show notes to make sure more people are reading this because I hear that in the podcast all the time. If you get, get the onboarding wrong, no matter if it's a software product, if it's a, a physical product, I think Erin Bozang was also saying that she's from, uh, was the Ivor Robot, right? So it's a physical product you have in your house. If you don't get the robot to run and clean your, your living room, they won't come again and buy something else, right? So it's not only crucial for software, but also for, for hardware, for almost any, any kind of product. So. That makes all sense. Um, From this book, something that I liked quite a lot and you always uh, mention, it's the analogy between the, the game Super Mario and mm -hmm. uh, the flower, the fire flower. So the fire flower is something that itself doesn't add any value, but when Super Mario hits the fire flower, he becomes the Super Mario. So we see the marketing or our product the same. The product itself doesn't add any value. 
But when you mix our product and our marketing campaigns with our customer, at the end of the day, we are creating a better version of our customer because we are enhancing the customer with our product and with our marketing campaigns. So we always need to see marketing and what we are offering to our customers in a super power mode. So at the end of the day, the goal is to create a better customer, not just to sell your product. So you need a better version of the, of the customer. And with that, the retention is going to increase for sure. Yeah, and you change the identity. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Thank you so much. It was fun to talk. And for I think people will learn a lot from all the insights that were in here, from technical advice to how to do your career and how to grow a global business, which is already a unicorn. So thanks so much to, for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. 